Welcome to Throwback to School of Rock. This is the podcast where we review things we liked in high school and we say, do they rock or do they no longer rock? This is your host, Liza. And here with me today is a guitar uh, fan, (laughs) Andrew Takahashi. The number one guitar fan. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I mean, it's not that I, uh, like, I have guitars or I play guitars. I'm just such a huge fan of guitars. You have to admit, <laughs> guitar's number one fan, me, Andrew. That's I'm right. here. Did you say throw- You go to uh, gu- guitar, guitar Center and you just, like, I admire. I just, like, I just look around <laughs> in, like, awe. I'm just like, and they go, can I help you? And I'm like, hey, you being here is helping me. <laughs> Anyways, I'm not going to spend any money. I'm just going to stand here and uh, just take it all in, man. Have you ever tried to play guitar? Oof. Yes. Ba- very Ooh. bad at it. Very bad. I could have used a teacher like Mr. Jack Black. Oh, man. Like Don't Mr. All. Like Mr. Ned Schneebly. <laughs> Um, did you say throwback to School of Rock at the beginning? Was that? I, I did. That's very clever, Liza. I did not even, that did not even cross my mind. Thank you. I'm not going to take credit. Um, it was suggested to me by Brian. Oh, ah, well, he's not here, so <laughs> it's yours for the taking. He actually, funny, like to just give him even more credit, at the end of the movie said, gasped and said, <gasps> tbt school of rock wow and he was very proud of himself and i'm i was pr- like may i steal that please may i steal that please and then what if he said no you'd still do it yes i would still do it yeah. even if he said no that's yeah. right that's called partnership that's right <laughs> so liza we watched school of rock we did jack with black. our podcast number two soon to come jack black oh. the reckoning man so this is a movie starring Jack Black and Joan Cusack and Mike White and Sarah Silverman mm-hmm. and then like a bunch of kids. Yep. Directed That's, by mm-hmm. directed by Richard Linklater. I had no idea this was a Richard Linklater movie. What else did he make? Uh, Dazed and Confused and Boyhood, that movie that's like six and a half hours long where you like watch that kid grow up. For like 15 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he like produced that or something, yeah. right? Yeah. I think that he might have, I thought he oh, directed he that one. I think he did oh. like everything in that movie. Mm. Um, but I had no idea this was a Richard Linklater movie. Uh, it's written mm. by Mike White, who also is, he plays the roommate. Original Ned. Or, the original Ned, Mike White. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, I had a lot of fun watching this movie. And I know we're, we're sort of, we're sticking it to the man, which is a lesson you learn in this movie. <laughs> by picking this movie because it actually did not come out while I was in high school. It came out actually a whole year and a half after I was out of high school, but we're sticking it to the man. Yeah. the rules. If it makes anybody feel better, I'm basically the age of the children in the movie Mm. (laughs) just by two years. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know if that makes you feel better, but (laughs) I was, uh, cause they're more or less 10. Mm-hmm. in 2003 yeah. which is almost my age bracket which i don't know it's just like i thought that was kind of cool yeah i am i would guess that i'm now 
at the age that uh that Jack Black was in the movie, maybe like he was a little oh, younger than yeah. I am than Probably. I am currently, but so I don't know. Jack Black has been like forever 32. I know. So. He's he, like if sure. if you told me that today in 2021 he's still like 35, I'd be like, "Yeah, that sounds right." Yeah. <laughs> Believe but you. also he was he was also 35 in the 90s right so and then like... he yeah jack black born whatever like whatever years 35 years before the date he dies is <laughs> like his like he may die like 70 years from now and like so technically he won't be born for another 35 years <laughs> i don't know how math works so you tell me whatever jeremy bear me my friend jeremy bear me um <laughs> it's the eye that kills me so uh school of rock yes night uh 2003 mm-hmm. uh musical comedy yes not not like a musical it's not yeah but it's comedic and has music in it they did make a musical out of it and apparently a tv show mm-hmm. when i googled school of rock to figure out where to watch it mm-hmm. the tv show popped up yeah. and we were like what they're like <laughs> watch it on nickelodeon freak yeah with and I, I mean maybe we can get into this later but like i don't want to watch it without jack black in it like what's the point yeah i so uh in in like looking up some music for the episode here mm-hmm. the the soundtrack does not exist like the original songs other than heal me i'm heartsick which is the song <laughs> that no vacancy plays at the end of the movie Ew. <clears throat> just this disgusting butt rock song on purpose Wait, no vacancy is a real band well they i mean it's not like a real real band but it's like a band that they did for the movie and they recorded that song heal me i'm heartsick for and this. you can listen to that you can listen to it on spotify why ew speaking of things you can listen on spotify listen to throwback to school on spotify <laughs> anyways um um did you know that the the one of the guys from no vacancy or no wait is the No Vacancy Band, that's the one that wins at the end. Yes. Spoiler. Yeah. Okay. Because the the guy who's in Jack Black's band in, at the beginning of the movie. Same that band. like, um, Same band. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so the guy that, that's like not the main guy and not the guy that's bare chested, but there's like this scrawny, long haired guy mm-hmm. that has like eyeliner yeah. and is sort of like still trying to be nice to Jack Black even mm-hmm. though he doesn't want him in the band. That guy now is an attorney. Really? <laughs> like like he's like a I don't know, like Brian looked him up and he's like almost on his way to being a politician or some shit. Wow. <laughs> like a he's like a district attorney or something like uh-huh. that. I can't remember. <laughs> I was like, what a weird, like, I mean, that happens, right? Like, they are, act- but like, 2003 was not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And also, like, he plays this, like, yeah, I don't know, the eyeliner and, like, the sort of, sort of, like, goth grunge-looking yeah. look that he plays and then seeing him in, like, a suit, like, yeah. well, this cry, like, yeah. I don't know, I just find that very funny. Um the the man who is the lead singer of No Vacancy, I believe, is like a Broadway musician. Oh, like I think he did like Rent. So like they got like oh. a real singer for that band, and like the songs are bad. Like Heal Me, I'm Heartsick yeah. is like so stupid and bad on purpose. Like you know they made like right. really, like like it sounds like something that would have been made at the time, but it's like corny and bad on purpose. 
Oh, um, are you kidding? You would have told me it was Green Day. I'd be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I should have played it like, on Is This Green Day. Um, and like how I feel about Green Day is how Jack Black feels in the movie. About, yeah. Like all the like, like every little comment that he makes, like, don't listen to that. That's mm-hmm. not real rock. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's how I feel. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. That guy's like a legit Broadway singer. Huh. His voice is good, so I believe yeah. it. But um, yeah, so the movie starts with Dewey Finn, played mm-hmm. by Jack Black. He is kind of an out on his luck rocker. He's in this band, and they're playing this gig. He's like hogging all the stage time. He's doing solos when he's not asked to. He like keeps like doing the like he tries to do the, like back to back singing with the with the lead singer who's like really not into it. And then he tries like stage dive. Nobody catches him. So the following morning, the band fires him, and now he's not only out of a job, but he's out of his band, so his roommate, Mike White, also, so we go to their apartment, and Mike White, who is dating Sarah Silverman, they're both like, you need to start paying your rent. His room appears to be a curtained-off corner of the living room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, how much are they charging him on rent? Like... I don't know. I, also, it's confusing to me because I feel like they're making, I don't know, they logistically wise, it it's still not clear to me if Sarah Silverman actually lives in the place or not because there's a couple times where they make it sound like she doesn't actually live there. She's mm-hmm. just tired of Jack Black's character yeah. like smooching on Ned. Mm-hmm. Mooching, not sm- she's smooching on Ned. He's mooching. <laughs> Yes, that. And, uh, but yeah, is it only a one bedroom apartment? I, the, the logistics of the apartment are not clear. And including no. at the end, you know, spoiler for the end, when he's opened up his own like after school, like music program in the apartment. And there appears to be multiple like areas for kids to be learning in. Cause like Ned's mm-hmm. teaching like little, little kids. And then like he's got like the band in the back. And it's just like, how big is this apartment? How are like the the noises of these two things? Anyway, so um, never mind the neighbors. <laughs> never mind the neighbors, right? Uh, so Sarah Silverman, by the way, in this movie, her entire arc and character is just to be foil to Jack Black. Like she is truly, it's like the last vestige of like the naggy girlfriend character that mm-hmm. they don't really do in movies anymore for a good reason. But mm-hmm. she has no discernible, like, characteristic or arc or or things to care about other than just to, like, be annoying to Jack yes. Black. I wrote down and wanted to say the exact same thing. Yeah. She's the epitome of the, like, 90s, early 2000 naggy bitch. Right. And... And it it's garbage. And I'm, I'm like so glad that we see less and less of that. Yeah. But it's also like watching this, I was like, oh, this is one of the examples why men who are in their 30s and 40s now like refer to women like that. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like it's it's like created this stereotype of like the the girlfriend that's like has could have maybe valid points about someone else being an annoying person just becomes a naggy bitch. Like, but, like there's no nuance about yeah. that. Even though she has good points, maybe she's not letting the boys have fun. Mm-hmm. And like, that sucks. Like, me, you know, men should be allowed to have fun. Yep. She's the like, she's the mom. Yeah. 
but in a non-mom figure like she has no she has no qualities of a mom that's like forgiving and charming Mm -hmm. and like takes care of people she's just like rules 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 yeah and you better obey me yeah like character it's it's terrible it yeah that's probably the worst part of the movie yeah so i was gonna say the the good news is that that's maybe the only like sort of troubling part of the movie is the portrayal of ned's girlfriend because like otherwise like uh, joan cusack's character gets kind of an arc Mm -hmm. like summer gets kind of an arc like all Mm -hmm. the like you know like the young female parts are like for the most part kind of at least like sort of well-rounded characters if not maybe just like slight caricatures oh no i agree some of the little girls are more like the characters that the little girls play are more developed than sarah Silverman's yeah, character right, it's right yeah I agree. um so anyways he uh ned decides he's going to kick out dewey unless he can start paying his rent so he's looking for work he ends up getting he ends up answering the phone for ned and they're looking for a substitute at this like prestigious prep school so dewey decides to fake his identity and become ned to teach these kids he finds out that they can play music, so he decides to, under the guise of this being a secret project for the kids, decides to form a band <laughs> and enter them into Battle of the Bands where he can win $200,000 or something. And he has to kind of keep this guise going while the kids are keeping it secret, he's keeping it secret, all while having them practice in class so that they can eventually enter Battle of the Bands. Mm-hmm. While and he's teaching them about rock history, rock, rock appreciation, history, appreciation and theory, and also uh, like sort of like rock punk, uh, second to the man attitude. Yes. Um, I did want to. Whoops, I'm sorry. is celebrating. Just play an ad there. <laughs> um, I did want to play a uh, a scene from the movie. That I mm. think is like the most condensed, like true Jack Black performance I think I've ever seen in a movie. Mm. And it's when the kids, he's like telling them that he has this song and they're like, yeah, sing the song. And mm, so I'm mm-hmm. going to share my screen with you. The uh, audience will hear the audio for this. But I just wanted us to be able to enjoy just pure unadulterated Jack Black. <laughs> do you think okay. any of that was written it starts off i think some of this stage, like the like the general lyrics of the song i think were but his performance i think is a lot jack black in the end of time there was a man who knew the road and the writing was a written on the stone <laughs> and then a thin layer of fog comes in around my ankles roadies that means dry eyes we're going to talk about this later in the ancient time an artist led the way but no one seemed to understand chimes freddy <laughs> he knew the artist must be true but the legend of the rent was way past due. And then, Katie, you come in with the bass. He's doing these, like, tappy feet dance. 
I just love that. But you're mine. You think you can kick me out of the band, and then Zach, you come in with a face melter. Okay. Well, it's just one problem there. Now he's doing the jig. I'm pretty sure he almost fell there because he holds onto the table. He catches himself on the desk. Yeah, this is this is why Jack Black is one of a kind. Hawaii yes. Five-0. You ever see that show? Hawaii Five-O. They're ten years old. You're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. hardcore. And then that's where I want the backup singers to be like, "Well, you're not hardcore. No, you're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. Unless you live hardcore." But the legend of the ranch was way hardcore. Boom! Big old explosion. Some like confetti comes down. Anyway, that's all I got so far. It's a work in progress. He's like sweaty and out of breath. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. That's just like it again. Like it's the it's the like him doing the impressions of the instruments. The sugar doo 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 and like him dancing and say, like. Mm-hmm. The, the He's basically that, describing a show of Tanesha's D. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and like, I love that the, the lyrics are like, it starts as this, like in the ancient, you know, like it's this epic. And then it just is about how like people are unfair to him, making him pay rent. It's like, <laughs> it's so like weirdly, like it starts as this like epic. And then just becomes like a very petty, <laughs> like I should not have to pay rent. And here's why it's unfair. It's just so funny. <laughs> Um, but anyways, like, so the, the, the great, like I, a uh, spoiler for our rating at the end, I really enjoyed this movie a lot. Um, like the, the arc of, of Dewey's character starting as this like really weird guy who is trying to trick children into becoming a band for him so he can win some money to then like helping these kids like discover that they have like a passion and they have a voice and, you know, like, there's a great scene. The reason why I picked this movie is there's a really great scene that's going around Twitter right now, which is the scene where Tamika goes up to him and she's like, I, I'm too I'm too afraid to sing. And he's just like, why? And she's like, because they're going to make fun of me because I'm fat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he does the, like, you have so much talent. Like, it doesn't matter what you look like. Like, think of Aretha Franklin. Like, everybody wanted to party with Aretha. And, you know, and he's just like, and the, the great part is he's, and he does this thing where he's like, you know, who else has a problem with weight? Me. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, he's just, and he says, like, you know, I'm chubby and I'm sexy. And she's like, why don't you just go on a diet? It's like, cause I like to eat. Yeah. And I was just like, it's- wow. And like, people have been like passing around, like, this movie's from 2003 and Jack Black was a fucking visionary. And like, yeah, he's like the ultimate. He's like the original, like anti diet culture. Yeah. Like, it, it. I mean, I'm sure lots of people were saying similar things before him that are not famous. But like having someone on screen say that, mm-hmm. especially Jack Black, that I was actually talking about this recently with someone that if you don't appreciate Jack Black for his humor and his capacity for for amazing like mm-hmm. acting and 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 humor and musical talent. He was typecast as the dumb fat guy mm-hmm. forever and yeah. probably still for some movies. And and that's all. Like that's mm-hmm. the only and 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 he was able to like flip that and make it and like he owns it. Like I don't know if anybody follows him on Instagram, but like he fucking owns his body mm-hmm. and and it's like inspiring and yeah. it's amazing. And 
and the fact that in this movie they sort of like in this one scene are able to like show the importance of like representation Mm -hmm. and even just like beyond like race and gender like even just like what you how you feel about yourself and how you think people feel about you and Mm -hmm. like how you can still like go on like oh just that little scene is like oh it's Mm -hmm. a gem it's so good it's so good a little girl is so cute and there's a moment earlier in the movie where she like he called he asked the class like who can sing and Mm -hmm. two little girls raise their hands and he's like okay cool you got a job and then um uh what's the 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 band manager little girl Summer is like, I can sing too. She cannot. <laughs> um, and then this little girl, Tamika, doesn't raise her hand because she's shy and and all that. And but later she's like, I don't want to be a roadie, I want to sing. And and they have a really sweet little moment. He's mm-hmm. like, Well, oh, okay, well, show me what you can sing. And she just like pulls all the fucking breaks, mm-hmm. like this amazing voice for a 10-year-old, and and he's like fuck like <laughs> yeah you're in you're like, he in doesn't, he doesn't drop the f-bomb but his face totally does where mm-hmm. he's just like oh shit i was not expecting that yeah 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 you're a singer like and and he has a couple of moments like that mm-hmm. throughout the movie with some of the kids of these like really sweet endearing moments he has of a, trying he, to get them out of their shell he has a good one with zach where zach like he saw zach's dad kind of like giving him the business before school and, like don't play music and blah 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 and so he kind of notices that. And then he does a lesson where he's like, sing your feelings. Like, tell me what you want to say to a bully. And then like, they do that whole, you know, step off thing. Yeah. And then he's I want to ha- listen to that song. Like, I, I like you're getting off work and mm-hmm. you're all fired up because something happened. You want to yeah. like scream that. Like, it's yeah. so good. And so then he's like sitting for lunch with the other teachers. And then Zach comes up to him and he goes, Hey, Mr. S, that was like a really cool lesson you did today. And like, that was really cool. And like, he, you can see like, he's just like, he has this moment of like, I made a difference. And like, that was, Mm -hmm. that's sort of like the beginning of his, like, maybe I'm doing something here. And you know, so the, the story progresses, he eventually gets caught, but he's Mm -hmm. lying. And the kids, you know, like the parents are all mad because, you know, the school obviously like let, uh, as far as they know, a lunatic into the room (laughs) And be yeah. with their kids for, you know, six weeks or whatever. <laughs> and the the kids decide, like, we've put too much work into this. Let's still do this show. And then they go and they perform the Battle of the Bands. They kill it. I mean, like, that performance is so good. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as we spoiled earlier, the, the Battle of the Bands chooses no vacancy as the winners. Mm-hmm. And then... But the crowd hates it. The crowd hates it. I can't, like... There's no justification in the movie, by the way, for No Vacancy to win. Like, the song's worse. The performance was worse. The <laughs> kids were all great. And, like, the audience is, like, fuming mad except one guy. This, The one guy, by the way, his line delivery is so funny. As everybody's booing, just, yeah, No Vacancy! Like, so <laughs> It's <funny>. believable. <laughs> so funny. So, like, they so they all come back out. They do a encore there's a very touching scene when like the kids are performing and like the parents have like stormed and be like, where's our kids? Where's our kids? And then they start performing. And like when Tamika starts doing her, like her part of the song and her parents, their faces light up. I started crying. I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I forgot that this movie is like really sweet too. Mm -hmm. And then like Zach starts doing his solo 
and Lawrence is doing his keyboard solo and like the like those two dads are like your kid's really talented so's yours and I was just like mm-hmm. oh this is good like this is like a good movie I was just really I was really like I I knew I liked it I haven't seen the movie maybe in a couple of years and I saw it when it came out in theaters I just I th- this movie is good like it's just it yes it made me feel good at the end I was like having a good time watching it Jack Black is terrific like he's so I, fun. Yeah. I saw this movie for the first time last year. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I like Jack Black. And I think maybe Brian mentioned the movie to me thinking mm-hmm. I had seen it already, um, knowing that we talk about Jack Black a lot on this podcast uh-huh. and was appalled that I hadn't seen it. So we proceeded and watched it. And I, I loved it. I, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was going to be too cheesy or I thought it was going to be like, too cl- I, I, don't, I think maybe in my mind I was thinking it was going to be too close to um, um, high fidelity yeah. kind of vibe of like adult white men like being like upset that they have responsibilities or mm-hmm. something which it starts like that but it has such a really good turn turn um, or, or arc mm-hmm. and, and like development of all characters but Sarah Silverman like mm-hmm even jack black has a full 360 yeah. like they get to when they try to audition for the the battle of the bands and they they don't get there on time and and so they can't perform and or he's looking for the drummer kid mm-hmm. the blonde kid oh yeah freddie who's like playing cards with a random group of white dudes mm-hmm. in a van i was like okay this is creepy as heck um and i mean they don't they don't portray it as, as creepy, well, but I was like, Ooh. summer. So the line summer gives is, uh, he went with some guys into a van and, yeah. and Jack Black's like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> and then Jack Black gets really panicked and he finds him and he like tells him off. He's like, do not do this again. You scared. So he becomes the adult, right? Yeah. Like he, he's in charge of these children and he takes responsibility for them and he got scared and he tell and the kids are like, well, you, you goof off all the time. Like what the mm-hmm. hell? Like it was fine. Like we were just chilling or whatever. Yeah. And and he's like, no, seriously, like, do not do this again. And and become sort of so that's sort of like the first step into like his like owning responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And 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 then at, by the end, like he really obviously like thrives as a teacher and realizes like the pros and cons of teaching and things like yeah. that. And of course, like opens his own business in their apartment. But um yeah, it it's amazing. It's like it has like the perfect amount of, I mean, I just laugh at Jack Black. Like I thought the second time watching it yesterday mm-hmm. was going to be less funny because mm-hmm. I had seen it already. And it, I just, I probably laughed more. I don't yeah. know. Like there's something about Jack Black. I just will never get over it. Yeah. And, and, and I get that he's not everybody's cup of tea, but I, I just, I'm, I kind of don't get why. Like he's just so genuinely ridiculous mm-hmm. and like, shameless in a way and i just like in a good way and i just envy that i'm like i wish i could be this like dorky and And i sort of feel like like, this is like this is the quintessential jack black movie too because i feel like it gets in his musical talent it gets in his comedy Mm -hmm. and also like he's like in a genuinely sweet role too like he's he's like you're right like it could have very easily been like high fidelity where he's like kind of over it and a bit of a jerk and like, mm-hmm. you know, just the sort of character that he's played a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. 
And then there's, you know, there's roles like Orange County where he's like overdoing the like, you know, frantic comedy and ah, yeah. you know, like. Well, and then he thing. turns into a, like a psychopath. Yeah, and that, right. Like, like a dangerous, like reckless person yeah. because he's like the main event of this movie. Mm-hmm. And it seems like although it was written by Mike White. It, I don't know, like, I feel like there was enough liberty in there for Jack oh. Black to be Jack Black yeah. and, like, perhaps participated in the writing or at least, like, I don't know if Mike White was like, well, this is the sort of, like, s- like structure of this mm-hmm. scene. But, but then at this point, you're just going to, like, I trust you to do you. Right. I, which I'm is, sure... like, the best place for him to thrive, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm sure so much of this was, like, j- like, Jack Black putting his own flair on lines or just saying, like, Jack, do your thing. And like, I think mm-hmm. there's this, like, especially some of the scenes with the kids where like when he's talking to Lawrence and he's like, they, he does like the handshake. Mm-hmm. He's like, let's rock, let's rock today. And like, yeah. and, like Lawrence is like, I don't think that's okay. written. That doesn't look right. Right. And like the fact that he's just like, I mean, it's almost like the, the instruction was just to just follow Jack. And so, cause he's like, okay, mm-hmm. okay. You know, he's like, shoot it. Okay. Kaboot it. Okay. And like, he's just like, he it just like, He's not like he's so natural and just being a kid who's like trying to follow this adult's instructions. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like I'm sure. I, so yeah, this kind of kinda, mm-hmm, this kid. I don't know if the actor or they meant for the character to like be on the spectrum. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm not sure. That's the vibe I get yeah. from this child, and I love. He's just so freaking cute yeah. and just like takes it all in, and then has like kind of no filter. Like there's that whole scene before. Um, before they sing step off mm-hmm. of like having they're like okay you hate me like what like come on come at me like what what would you say that's mm-hmm. the worst and then like the, some of the girls are like you're dumb or like i wish you were a different teacher or like something like that and then lawrence is just like you're a fat loser <laughs> like, and then you can tell that like he's like oh, okay all yeah. right like a little too close to home here <laughs> i forget what the what the little girl's name but it's one of the backup singers just goes shut up stupid ass and i was just like yeah that was funny <laughs> Uh, Alicia. Alicia yeah. has the yeah. She has a couple lines that are like on purpose. She does this like little sassy like mm-hmm. head bobbing Shut thing. Shut up, and stupid ass! Cute. I was like, yeah, yeah. that's funny. Um, and I forget yeah. what the um the the little feminine boy. Oh, I forget his name. The one that he's like the stylist. Of yeah, the band and so like after they've moved on, he's just like he's like okay, now move on. Let's. What is something else you hate? And he just goes you. And he goes <laughs> no, f- come on, we've moved on. You're tacky, and I hate you. And he goes, we're talking after class. And it's just like. <laughs> so funny but um yeah. they pick the children really well yes. like all of them are fairly good i think some of them i mean you know it's it's really hard with kids right like mm-hmm. you get some really good gems and then some of them you're like oh, they need a little bit more work but but it's not like in a bad way you're just yeah. like it feels more authentic in a way I, um because some of the kids just feel a lot more like real or something um the one i was really impressed with in terms of their reaction to him was when he (laughs) they're doing the scene where uh the principal comes in to like watch him teach and Mm. she sees the guitar so he's like oh we're doing like a musical thing and so he starts doing like a math lesson with a guitar Mm -hmm. and he starts doing a thing where it's like 54 is this much more than 45 to marta and she goes uh Nine. nine and he goes no it's eight and she's just no it's nine and like (laughs) the like her reaction is very good like it was not like a kid who was like prompted like i don't know if she had been like an actress before this or if she's done a bunch of stuff but her like it's the sort of reaction a kid would have where it's just like 
I don't no. know what is happening here, but that's yeah. wrong. Like, and she's just like, uh, and he's just like, I was testing you. You're right. You know? <laughs> just, it's very yeah, funny. That, um, did you, so I think we talked about this movie slightly when we did Sister Act 2 and the similarities mm-hmm. in, in the both movies. Did you see more, like more similar stuff this time? Yeah, I think like between the two movies. Yeah, yeah, when I was thinking about it this morning, I was like just thinking like, oh, this is very Sister Act too. Like this is a good like they're a good like maybe companion to each other or like good um like comparatives to each other. Yeah, I I was thinking of it as like I think when we did Sister Act, I may have called School of Rock a ripoff of uh-huh. with love. Like I love I really like School of Rock, but like because Sister Act two became, like came before and um and all that i i but now that i watch it again i feel like uh school rock is more of like a reverse sister act too in a way like they have a lot of similarities of course mm-hmm. like um like the the head of the school that he's at is sort of this like cold like straight laced uh person and mm-hmm. and then they they like you know turn into a softy who like cares about the kids at the yeah. end and then the there's that weird, I mean, among like the fact that it's like a musical comedy and like all of those tropes, right? And it's mm. like in a school with children. They also like both break the fourth wall in credit songs at mm-hmm. the end. Oh, yeah. Like, Movie's funny. almost over. Yeah. <laughs> We're still on the screen. Mm-hmm. Like, but um, I made a list of the thing of how they are like the reverse of one another sure. is that. Um, the oh and then the same the other thing that's the main same topic is that the school gets a teacher that brings like spontaneity mm-hmm. and like an attitude to the class yeah. or like a very like strong personality um that reveals student talent like yeah. that's kind of like the main kind of arc of the both movies yeah but like it's a reverse in terms of like in sister act two it's a poor about to close school Mm -hmm. that's like getting saved by a like prestigious teacher or like a teacher that knows what they're doing and then like school rock is sort of the 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 ying of that yang you know like it's it's like the the dude who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing he's only there for his like egocentric purposes and at a school that is like rich and and posh and like fancy Mm -hmm. and um prestigious and and um but he like comes in and like brings in his flair yeah and still ends up saving the day somehow like he's like revealing to parents how their children are that scene where they they have like a a teacher parent night or whatever Mm -hmm. and he he does like a he's supposed to do a presentation to the to the to his class Mm -hmm. uh or their parents and of course, he doesn't have anything to present because he hasn't done any of the curriculum right. since he arrived, um, nor he would know how to do any of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he just like starts like naming the qualities of each child and why like he cares. Mm-hmm. And I every like every teacher presentation should be like that. Like yeah. if I was a parent and I went to teacher parent conference and like the the teacher was like sharing why each kid is like important Mm -hmm. and like like highlighting each of like their unique 
little like nugget of like what they bring to the class like I would feel so like good as a parent like of course like I I would want my child to like learn basic math and Mm -hmm. learn like geography and shit like that and like how to write a a sentence but like ultimately like you want your teacher to care right and I feel like that's basically what he shares and it's just such a cute scene so and then it ends by him being revealed with like a horrible end to that scene yeah i i'm glad you brought that scene up because i do actually think that scene it it goes on one beat too long for the sake of comedy and i think it kind of betrays the scene which is like Mm -hmm. he he does this thing where he's like your kids have touched me and i'm pretty sure i've touched them too and it's like this like ew kind of thing and so a cop arrives with sarah silverman and and mike mike white Mm -hmm. and along with the principal and then it, you know, they do the thing. I, t- we touched each other. And then the next scene is he's running out of the classroom, and it's only the parents that are chasing him. And then immediately cut back to Mike White and Sarah Silverman arriving back at the apartment, where he's just eating cereal. You're right. There's and a so weird like, editor. Where did the cop? Like, where did the cops go? Like, why did you know? Like, did they just say like, well, he got away? Like, you know? And then like. We, you know where he's going. So obviously, like, either they, like, I just didn't understand, like, why, like, I think the scene could have been done without the police officer. Because mm-hmm. it, it, like, it makes no sense that he was just allowed to, like, go back home. And that, like, the people who called the cops on him were just, like, not, like, he'll be at our apartment, come back with us. No, we'll just go yeah. back and, you know, whatever. And then, like, for the fact that, like, he was just allowed to leave and then go back and go about his business for the rest of his life was just like, right. It should have been that they reported him to the principal and then the principal decided not to press charges or something or whatever. Like the parents yeah. were instead. No, it just, I think you're right. It just, it like that whole thing just, it didn't, it kind of just didn't add up in a very weird way, but that's like very nitpicky. I think. I, I agree. Now that you're pointing it out, it's, it's a weird like why did they go with the cop route because they could have done pretty much the same scene and it would have made more sense if they hadn't involved police Mm -hmm. um and then in terms of like humor humor b i also think that they like that whole thing with like i touched them and they touched me or whatever like that also kind of fall falls flat um because it he says that and then it cuts to the the group the class where it's just like a whole bunch of people because it's all the parents and Mm -hmm. all the children of that class and they're like uh summer and her mom like it's like too long Mm -hmm. like i feel like they it could have just like cut him saying that and it's just like okay well it's it's not that funny but like it's played for humor okay i guess but the fact that it turns into them and like crying to each other like it's just i don't know i feel like maybe yeah you're right like the editing and then and then the fact that he turns into like him running with a guitar in hand down the yeah it's a little like slapsticky and it doesn't make sense yeah, i guess i i would have i think like the that scene would have been really good had it ended with like him you know saying like you know like you're saying complimenting each kid this is why this kid is like really excelling in this thing he's so good at this he's so good at this Zach's going to be like this great guitar player. And like, mm-hmm. and then like, I think what it should have ended with was the principal coming in saying, I think we need to speak outside the, 
you know, whatever. Or like yeah. even saying to the parents, and like, like sh maybe showing that Sarah Silverman and 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 the real Ned are there. So yeah. like you sort of get the sense like, oh, they came and told the principal what's going right. on. And so like you leave it on like, yes, he did a bad thing, but he is sort of like given these kids some purpose. And so like mm -hmm. the parents are still mad and they mm -hmm. are still understandably mad at the school for allowing this this stranger to fake an identity and, and fake being a teacher for so long. But then also like, it doesn't have this like weird, like sort of like implying pedophilia joke yeah. that I don't think really fit. It doesn't have that. You're right. The slapsticky thing where he's running down the, the hallway with two guitars where like he didn't have guitars before. And like, <laughs> It just, it, it felt or like, what about the rest of his equipment? Like this the drum set? I don't right. know. It's just like too it, much. It just didn't fit. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Mm -hmm. But like you said, it's like overall, the movie is really well yeah. put together. It's just that sort of little beat there, which is like what turns the movie like there you're at the halfway point. Mm -hmm. And then, and then you get to the second half or maybe like the, the third act or whatever of like, them actually performing yeah. and him coming back as their teacher and stuff like that. But it, yeah, it could have been done a little bit more smoothly, I guess. Yeah. Um, so as a final rating, Liza, mm. what would you give school of rock out of five straight A's? Mm. Out of five straight A's, five golden stars for summer. Mm -hmm. Um, Ooh, that's a better rating system. Five golden stars <laughs> for summer. I, would give it probably four mm -hmm. um, because the one point that's not giving it a five is how bad the Sarah Silverman character is mm -hmm. and how, um, yeah, and just that little scene. Like, it's just, it's not quite a perfect movie, but it's really good. Yes, yeah. Um, how about you? I think I'll give it four and a half gold stars for summer out of five. I agree with you. I think the, the under, under, um, developed character of Sarah Silverman was a detraction. I think that, yeah, that the, the slapsticky scene is not very good. And then I think like, it's not like, I would not call the movie homophobic or his feelings towards that kid homophobic, but like. I think that 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 character, like that, there is one kid who is sort of implied to be gay. Mm -hmm. um, that his whole thing is just to be the the fashion designer of the of the the band, and that mm -hmm. at a, there is a scene where the kids are trying to name the band, and they're like, "What about the unicorns?" He's like, "No, that's too sissy," and like that it yeah. sort of implies that like rock and roll can only be masculine, and there's not really a return to. Like, they don't quite address that at some point. I think, like, that... I agree. Those those things, it's it's really kind of minor stuff, but also, like, it, it isn't minor stuff, which kind of keeps it from being, like, a really perfect experience of a movie. I wouldn't call it a perfect mm -hmm. movie, but, like, four and a half, I think it's really fun if you can mm -hmm. look past the, like, slight um, kind of... Um, transgressions of the movie in that sense again i don't find it yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't label this movie homophobic at all but i do think it kind of underservices what is like i think supposed to be implied a gay character even though they don't you know overtly say he's gay he just has a right list no and... but it, yeah 
there's definitely some like macho like attitude about that yeah. and, and you're right like the yeah the naming of the band scene i was just like oh yeah. Na- like calling things sissy is also like what is this 1932 i know like, it just ew. yeah i think like <laughs> that idea that like rock and roll can only be a masculine thing is something yeah. that would have been nice if and, they, yeah if they could have like addressed it in some point in the way that they addressed other things in the movie that kind of come back around the heat. Yeah, somehow for. I think they maybe I wonder if they thought they like balanced it out with like the couple. I mean, they do have like a really inclusive conversation, like we said, with the with the Tamika character, mm-hmm. and and then there's that scene between the 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 blonde kid boy who's um who plays the drums, and then the the brunette girl who plays the bass. They're walking down the hallway and they're debating. Oh. Like he's like name one female drummer, and she like makes a list yeah. of three people, and he's like, well, pff, they're not, uh, they're not that good, and yeah. it's like three very famous bands. I don't, right. know, I'm not a huge like, like connoisseur, so I can't name them right now. But but they're like hugely known, and and she's like, what? Well, you're dumb. Yeah, like, yeah right. Those are they, they they. I feel like there's other aspects of like representation and like and like you know. um feminism and 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 all that stuff like peek through but then you're right they don't address the like microaggression harm of like slight homophobia yeah um they'll like turn it around and be like oh i'm sorry when i did that or something like that Um, yeah you're right so anyways that's it it otherwise is very very fun and very enjoyable Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. liza speaking of fun things that are fun and enjoyable let's get to the surprise prize (gasps) Oh, oh baby. hopefully it's fun and enjoyable. Oh, Hit baby. Me up, Fernando. Let's welcome in Fernando. For 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 Fernando. Fernando. Fernando the uh, magical third host. Fernando the stallion. Welcome to the surprise by Fernando. Hi. Hi, little Fernie. Um, for you today, Andrew, mm-hmm. I have a little story to oh, read. A story. To it's short. Yeah. Uh, with quite the uh, reveal at the end. Oh, boy. I hope you enjoy it. All right. Uh, this is read from a, a meme on Reddit. So. <clears throat> take it with a grain of salt i guess is what i'm trying to say uh judith love cohen was an american aerospace engineer who helped to create the abort guidance system which was used during the apollo 13 mission to bring the astronauts safely back home she went to work the day her son was born. She took a printout of the problem she was working on to the hospital. She called her boss to let, let him know that she had solved the problem. The same day, she gave birth to Jack Black. What? what? Did you know that? I did, actually. We just like... Ah, oh, damn it. I was, I was on a walk with my wife last night, and we were talking about Jack Black, and she's like, isn't his mom like really famous? And then she like looked up that exact... Anecdote. That's so funny. Uh, Brian sent it to me, being like, "Is this real?" And I was mm. like, "I don't know. It's the internet. You <laughs> can pop any text on a meme. It doesn't mean it's a fact." Right. So then I looked it up, and and it does say that both his parents were were space engineers, or or like, um, yeah, like rock rocket mm-hmm. scientists, or whatever you call that. 
uh, I just thought, like, at first I thought he had just sent it to me because of, like, the ridiculousness of her working on the day she's giving birth. Right. <laughs> um, which is not that, I mean, I'm sure lots of people do it, but anyway. And then the fact that it just ends with that, it, like, blew my mind, and mm-hmm. I had no idea. I thought it was pretty cool. Well, it makes sense to um, me because that his parents are both rocket scientists because his talent is out of this world. Hello? Is this thing on? And anyway, uh, if you want to hear more of that, you can spend some money for it. (laughs) On Patreon, Mm -hmm. patreon.com slash goodtalkstudio. There's various levels. You can uh, spend some money every month and get more of this Mm -hmm. and more of other things. Mm -hmm. Um, I won't repeat that joke on the Patreon, I promise. This one is for free. <laughs> yeah, right. I promise I'm not charging you for that one. If you think that joke was for free, imagine the ones you pay oh, for. For the premium Whoa. jokes, believe me. They're better. If you can believe it, they're better than that one. Um, You can also support us via social medias, which are uh, Instagram at the Rec to School. Some fun, some fun things happening there. Mm-hmm. Um. You can also follow us on Twitter at TBT School. I mean, we can also stop plugging the Twitter until I figure out how to log back into the Twitter because I think it hasn't been updated since November. But I mean, who cares? You can follow it. Will be a time it. capsule. You can follow it if you want. It's just we may not get a, a response or a post for a you while. Could, you could follow it and DM, DM us what we should tweet mm. about. That's a good idea. Do the work for us, yeah. please. And then, like, when I finally get the password back in like six months, I'll have like a hundred messages of just like, "Hey, when you guys uh, were talking about School of Rock," and I'm like, "When did we do that?" <laughs> Ugh. Uh, yeah. And then Facebook, we're also there if you want, uh, where you can rate us and or you can rate us on your podcast app. Yeah, yeah. Give yeah. us those stars that Summer loves. That's right. Give us five gold stars. Summer loves <laughs> them and so do we. It'll make Summer really happy and it'll make us happy too. Aw. Aw. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we'll see you tomorrow, babies. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.